0: Welcome to A to Zephyr with Ryan Nauman from Zephyr. In this podcast, we help wealth managers, financial advisors, and asset managers overcome challenges in creating meaningful investor relationship experiences. We do this by introducing innovations driven by Zephyr's cutting edge technology and global financial insights. Join us for this journey where we dive into pioneering wealth management strategies as Zephyr draws from decades of experience and guest financial wizards to address the nuances of investment management.
1: And welcome to the A to Zephyr podcast. Ordinarily, your host would be Ryan Naumann, but today is the inaugural po- podcast. And as such, Ryan is joined by a couple of other of his colleagues today to introduce themselves and to give you an idea of what they're about, the kind of services they offer, and who they are. As I mentioned, this is the first podcast, so the intent here is to give people an idea of who you are and maybe make them hit that subscribe button so that we can pick up some subscribers right away. Uh, let's begin with a couple of personal questions first, and Chris, I'll start with you. How did you decide to get into this industry? I mean, is this something you always wanted to do? Give us a little bit about your history and how you ended up at Zephyr.
2: No, so it's um, an interesting story, though. No, this is not what I've always wanted to do, though I have been in financial services since I got out of uh, college. I started off at a small brokerage here on the island, worked through sales and operations, and then went to work at operations at one of the larger discount brokerage firms. Um, from there, I went over to another discount broker, ran their trading desk, and then got into the technology side of it when I joined a company called Digitrade that did touchstone and internet trading for brokerages and banks. We actually did the first internet trade for a company called Alphouser way back when. I'm sure that dates me or, or what, but Digitrade provided a lot of um, a lot of online experiences for financial advisors, for end clients, and, and and for operations folks. That company was then acquired by Thompson Financial. Spent a bunch of years at Thompson Financial, working with advisors uh, and Thompson's advisory services as well as their back office system. Then through acquisitions and Mergers and everything else. I was running the fixed income division for Thomson Reuters for the Americas. That just got me more hooked on the different investment vehicles and what they do and everything else. And then I went over to Informa about six years ago to help the financial intelligence vertical bring all of their customers together and all their offerings together. And so I've been doing that for, you know, for my entire career.
1: And so, for clarification, for folks who are listening, Inform is the parent of Zephyr. Is that right?
2: Yes, Inform is the parent company of Zephyr.
1: Well, great. Let's turn to Randy now. Product director of product management. How does one get to be director of product management at Zephyr, Randy? Where'd you come from?
3: Well, first, it was uh, understanding what I did not want to do. <laughs> so, I have a degree in accounting. My goal at the time was to pursue my CPA designation which required numerous hours working in tax. So I spent one full tax season and at the end was about to explode uh was not happy with that whole experience, but I really enjoyed the finance side of of, of accounting. So I worked for a, a bank as an analyst after that and then once I moved, we lived in the Bay Area, uh, San Francisco Bay Area, and then I moved, relocated to the Lake Tahoe area, and I worked for a, an investment consulting firm. Uh, moved on to a senior research analyst position there. So we used numerous quantitative analysis tools, different software, mainly analytics, not not dissimilar from, from Zephyr. And in 1998, we were approached by a firm that was just really kind of getting started uh, with quantitative analysis software we reviewed it and bought it. Hmm. Uh, It was the best product that we had had uh, called Pertrack. Two years after that, I became friends with one of the founders. I actually started working for Pertrack. And here we are over 20 years later, I'm still in the financial technology space, providing solutions for investment professionals. I love the domain. After Pertrack, worked with a firm called Investment, but I've been fortunate enough to work my way through that up to a director role, you know, but being in the, you know, technology solution space has been quite rewarding.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of different products out there. There are. There really are. There's only one Zephyr. There's only, no, there is only one Zephyr. That is true. And we'll get a little, we'll get into that in a little bit as well. Ryan, let's get some of your background. How did you come to be market strategist at Zephyr?
4: Yeah, thanks so much, Bill. And hopefully, my response doesn't scare anyone anyone away from subscribing or giving us a thumbs up on the podcast. So, but growing (laughs) up in a very small town in Wisconsin, my exposure to the industry was really through talking to my dad about investments. You know, small town Wisconsin—it's not a mecca for investment management uh, for the investment management space. He was a dental technician, but always had a fascination with stocks. He never had enough money to be a big investor, but he would right. invest a little here and there. And I remember having conversations with him, one specifically about him investing in some Amgen call options. And he said he made a few hundred dollars and and I was so impressed. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And so my introduction through this industry is really conversations with my dad. And in college, it's similar to what Randy went through. In college, I majored ironically in management information systems as it was the same time period as the dot-com craze. And, yeah. and I was reading about all these huge sign-on bonuses and plenty of jobs and all this stuff. And all I could think about was dollar signs. So that is why I went into that major. And let me tell you, all the young listeners out there that are listening right now, that is not the best strategy for picking a major. So (laughs) even though I got a degree in it, I really struggled and it didn't come easy for me. It wasn't really, I wasn't really passionate about it. Yeah. So I struggled to find a job in the tech industry after college and I came across a job posting at the regional brokerage firm Piper Jaffrey, which is in the Midwest primarily through college. You know, I continue to be intrigued by the investment space, continue to talk to my dad about investing. So I applied and I got accepted into what was then called the Piper Jaffrey University. And really, that was it. You know, I had to start at the bottom and work my way up since I, I came from a different educational background. I didn't have good grades. That is really where it started. I haven't looked back. I I moved to Seattle through Piper Jaffray as I really kind of needed no way state and I needed a fresh start after college and it was tough as I didn't have much money and rent as we all know in Seattle was very expensive I I couldn't afford a U-Haul to move my stuff across country and a bed wouldn't fit in my car so I slept on the floor in a very old beat-up studio apartment for over a year and during that time I read a lot of books during my free time read a lot of books about investing in the wealth management industry to try and play catch up uh, because I was well behind anyone else that was starting. So that is really when my love and passion for the industry took off. And luckily I was very fortunate to work with some great people along the way. Mm,
1: That's great. Well, a number one, I would make the, make the observation, very, very few people are doing today what they went to college to do. (laughs) That's first. And second I think your story is inspirational because I, you know, I've worked in Wall Street and financial communities for a long time and the hallways of all of those buildings down there are aligned with people from elite backgrounds going to elite mm-hmm. schools. I think there's something inspiring and reassuring about somebody who had to work their way up and work their way through the industry, I, I, in my mind, Ryan, that gives me some gives you some credibility. Okay, that that gives me a reason to subscribe right there. <laughs> well, you know, Chris, you're the director as head of Zephyr. Can you give us an overview of the company, what it is, and what it does?
2: Sure, it's it's actually pretty fascinating because Zephyr is the consolidation of about six or seven acquisitions that our parent company, Informa made over about a 10 or 12-ish year period. And so people have heard of Zephyr before in the industry, right? Show me the Zephyr, um, providing style analysis, and, and, and really the backbone of the ability to measure manager against manager. And I'm sure Randy and Ryan can get into a lot more specifics. It's that, and it's also you know the attributes of the other companies we've bought. So over the last couple of years, we have brought all of that uh, all of those coming together onto a single platform. And so now we do everything from um, business development, proposal generation all the way through to asset allocation, model management, performance, investment selection, investment screening, model creation, right really throughout the uh, the, the bulk of the process where an advisor or an asset manager interacts with their customer, so that they can drive their story, tell their story, and show their value. Right? There are a lot of advisors out there. There are a lot of asset managers out there. There's a lot of a lot of um, information out there, and and we yeah. help those people bring it all together into a single story, which is which is really cool. Because, like I said, it, it, a lot of people know the name, but what we do today is is the same but very different than we we used to do. And so that evolution, that transition, um, has been really fascinating for me. To to be part of,
1: yeah. Information in the markets is one of the most powerful tools you can have. As a matter of fact, Randy, this seems like the correct question to ask you because you head up product development. Taking off of Chris's answer, I mean, how do you believe Zephyr offers investment managers a competitive advantage? And tell us a little bit about the products you offer.
3: The main reason I got into product management, and now as a director is that I'm passionate about helping our clients provide the best service to their clients. So when we think about, just take the asset manager or investment management space, we take a holistic view. For a firm to succeed, all of the functional teams within the firm have to succeed. So when we work with investment management firms, we work with uh, portfolio managers, the research analysts, the sales team, the marketing teams, and the investor relations teams. So from a Zephyr perspective, the portfolio managers spend a good deal of time creating hypothetical portfolios, running analysis, performance, risk and characteristics when building products Mm. that they'll take to market. Zephyr provides very deep research capabilities. So the research analyst can thoroughly, you know, put together comprehensive competitive analysis for firms in the asset management world they compete against. The sales teams, you know, one of our differentiators between Zephyr and I guess any other solution is the customization and the reporting. The sales teams have to put together pitch books that will help them present when they're doing presentations to prospects that are totally tailor-made and customized. We can provide that for them. The marketing team, it's all about storytelling. And again, it's putting the best foot forward. And allowing, you know, having a way for the, the marketing teams in the investment management space do that. And then the investor relations, when you bring clients on board, they're responsible for the ongoing and monitoring and reporting engagement. So, again, it comes down to personalization, being able to customize, you know, specifically for that engagement. So that's just in the asset management side. So for us to be able to provide tools that, all the function teams succeed in the firm, the firm will succeed.
1: Yeah, interesting. Ryan, is market strategist and someone who's called on to you know work as an advisor for many years, how do you see this technology and the markets playing together?
4: Bill, that's a fantastic question. You know, you mentioned it, Chris mentioned it, we talked about information, right? Well, today's markets are not our grandfather's markets markets and, and stock prices, they move quicker than ever. and a lot of that has been due to technology and the increased accessibility to data and information. You know in order to stay informed and strive to create the best possible outcome for clients, wealth managers need to leverage technology more than ever. And in addition to the industry evolving for numerous reasons, so have investment products and that is making it difficult or a bigger challenge for financial advisors to sort through all the different types of investment products in their quest to find the most suitable product for their clients. Before, you know, when I started in the industry is mostly individual stocks, bonds and mutual funds. Now, Hedging strategies are available. Different types of alternative investments are available in addition to your basic REITs to retail investors. Then you have separately managed accounts. They're growing in popularity due to the increased accessibility. Before, they were just earmarked for the ultra high net worth individuals or institutions. Now, the more they're becoming a broader investment for the retail investors. So you need a reliable and comprehensive technology application that can help you make your practice more efficient in conducting investment research and creating investment portfolios to enhance that client experience.
1: Randy, this is probably best for you. The the subject of AI is now impossible to ignore in the markets. I don't know about your inbox, but my inbox is inundated with AI strategies and technologies.
3: So how does Zephyr plan to use it, or does it use it already? We're going to approach it from two different perspectives. Uh, last month, I was on speaking panels for private wealth forums, and AI was one of the, the hot topics. And listening to how advisors are are dealing with this, they're very cautious. Uh, they're more focused on the information side and emails and messaging kind of non-compliance issues, because that will come into play. But from our perspective, we're looking at it two ways. One that we can do soon here and one that we're gonna be researching. We track what our clients do in the Zephyr platform. We have analytics to understand what our clients are doing, the workflow that they're doing, the features that they're using. So in that sense, sort of a where compliance won't be an issue, we do a lot of this tracking, it's all manual. We research, we detect trends, but it's time consuming. So we'll be able to apply AI where AI needs data, lots of data. And we have that data in the tracking that we use. And from that perspective, versus us creating guides, the system can use the data that it's learning from our clients and tracking and provide guides that will help them achieve their goals in the platform. So what, what it will be used to do is create a better experience. It will help us detect at risk clients more quickly. So again, mm. we have lots of reports and manual ways to track if someone, if a client might be at risk or if a user's at risk. It will help us prioritize features. Uh, we get lots of information. Again, we track the usage numbers, having the data automatically do that for us, which then leads into faster and probably more competent roadmaps. Mm. With all of the data, we're going to automate our own process of all the manual tracking that we do. That's on one front, really not a compliance issue. Then our team, Chris, we've been talking, we're going to research data gathering. So for us to apply now to the investment management process and automating that process with AI, we need data. So we'll have to look into the sources of information that we can use. Risk management, for sure. Uh, Zephyr is used as a risk mitigation tool. Well, now we'll be able to apply with the data that we, again, will need to ha- apply that to risk management. Apply it to asset allocation. Uh, we actually had a prospect that asked us if we had an engine that would automatically create an optimal portfolio for them with certain information known about their prospect. So that'll play into it. Security selection, even when you create the portfolio, How can AI play into, you know, with market research and build a better picture as to what you're going to invest in? Yeah. Then we have the monetary rebalancing. We've been talking about a concept for a couple of years now, not built off a Tesla, but a self-driving portfolio, if you will. So it's similar. It's an extension of the asset allocation AI that could be implemented Mm -hmm. where now with a new information coming in on on a client's client that the portfolio can make adjustments and make changes and trade. And that will free the advisor up per se to do more other types of engagement with their clients. If they can automate this investment management space or, or part of their workflow and then manager due diligence, our clients are constantly screening uh, on map for managers for new mandates, uh, replacing mandates in their portfolio. This could, you know, Automate that process with information that we have on the managers and again, taking more of a manual process out of it and automatically have a way to just find the best fit for you know our client's goals. So we have kind of two sides. One will happen sooner in the user experience. The other we're going to look at and research applying it to the investment management process.
1: Yeah, no, that's interesting. The the application to the management side as well as to the investment side of the the deal. It does seem clear, Randy, however, AI is, I don't want to use the word forcing, is bringing big changes to the way we do money management. And I would imagine the way y'all look at all that data. That's what it sounds like.
3: And we will have to be cognizant of the compliance. You know, it's not like we can just go make this happen, but... (laughs) we're going to you know, use it on how we can understand our client experience and make that better. But then on the other side, how do we help them make better decisions in the investment management process and, and actually automate that process, which is where AI really will come into play.
1: It's going to be interesting to watch it evolve. You know, Chris, I want to jump back to you for a second. It sounds like Zephyr is a tool just for financial advisors. Is that true? No.
2: I And, and I think, you know, it, it's it's such a, a feature rich solution that I think it's difficult to pigeonhole it in in any way, right? When, when you know we think of it as anybody that needs either financial advisor and asset manager and analysts. Um, I think Randy said it before, right? Anybody that needs to make better decisions, right? And then communicate out that decision with. Their own flair, for lack of a better word, right? So, so, so be able to communicate out that decision, why they made that decision, and why it benefits the customer. So, if you look at it from an advisor, a financial advisor standpoint, right, it could be, you know, hey, I, I heard you on your goals, I heard you on your your financial management today, I heard you on your investments. Here's a model portfolio, or here's the investments I recommend for you. But more than that, it's why do I recommend these investments, right? There are thousands of model portfolios and tens of thousands and tens of thousands of investments that an advisor can choose today, right? And so if all you're doing is running through with your customer and saying, hey, answer these five questions, here's a risk score, I'm gonna match that to a portfolio, right, without understanding why that portfolio is important or why that portfolio matches. Or that there are other portfolios that are close, right? I mean, a number, don't use the numbers, right? But a a, a risk score of 15 could match 10 different portfolios. That doesn't mean that 10 portfolios are invested in the exact same things, right? And so being able to communicate that out is is incredibly important. That's where that value is in that asset allocation, being able to break it down, being able to show it, and then being able to, to show why you chose model A over model B. On the asset manager side, it's a very similar sort of idea where you can take your investments, you can take your your portfolios, your and and you can compare them not just to your competitors' portfolios or competitors' investments, right, but you can compare them to your own mod, your own portfolios, right, and understand the differences in your aggressive um, your aggressive growth portfolio, right. You've got five of them. You know they're all for different levels of where people want to be, all for different levels of people with their characteristics are, and all of that stuff, right? And so being able to go to an advisor and say, "Here are five really good investments for you: be that a model portfolio, be that an SMA, be that a mutual fund, whatever it is. Here are five investments that are beneficial to your customers because of these things. Right, my returns are better. The style is better. The ESG or the um, thematic investing fits more of what your client might want with the same the same risk profile. Like here's a better return with the same risk profile. Here's why it has a different risk profile, the underlying investments, right? So being able to do that both from the advisory side and from the asset management side to the advisors or to an investment committee or to you know when you're filling a mandate or whatever it is. Is incredibly important and incredibly powerful, um, especially as we, especially as, I think Ryan said before, you know, moving more towards a personalized investment style than just here, here's a managed portfolio. I'll talk to you in six months.
1: Ryan, our listeners have most likely seen you on Bloomberg TV or TD Ameritrade's network discussing the markets. We know that investors are finding it more and more difficult to manage their investments. Do you glean your insight from Zephyr, and if so? how can advisors get that same insight? In this industry, it is so important to effectively
4: tell your story, whether you're a financial advisor or an asset manager, but you just can't tell the story for the sake of telling a story. You must tell that story with integrity and supporting information. And and Zephyr allows financial analysts, for example, to help tell the story, whether it's building a diversified asset allocation, or discussing why the analyst uh, selected the specific investment for a client. And then it allows you to use data analytics and comprehensive reporting that helps solidify and tell that story with integrity. So it's very important, especially when there's so many different options out there and different investments and, and the way this industry is evolving to be able to tell your story, but tell it with integrity and use data to help support that story.
1: Always nice to have data to back up, back up the story. You're absolutely right. And Chris, this kind of leads me to you back to you. How do you and the Zephyr team engage with the clients, your clients to understand and enhance their Zephyr experience?
2: Bill, so we do a, a ton of client interaction and that's everything from digital interaction. And, and I'll kick over to Randy for that in a second, but we like to act as consultants for our clients, right? What is the problem that they're facing and how we can help them solve it? Yeah. So we spend a lot of time with clients. We spend a lot of time with the market itself. Randy mentioned that he's been a panelist. I've been a panelist. Ryan does a, you know, a, a regular, a regular podcast. You know, we spend a lot of time with clients in the market to better understand what not only what's out there and how they can benefit from us, but what we need to do in order to make them more effective, either better efficiencies, better investments, better, better in client engagement, just overall, you know, what's best for them. But one of the, one of the cool things we do as part of the Zephyr platform itself is we take feedback right in the platform. And I'm gonna throw it back to Brandy to give us a quick tutorial on, on what that is and what it does and how his team uses it.
3: From the product side, we have basically three main main avenues for the engagement. Product teams sit in the middle of all the function teams sales, account management, technology, you know, marketing, and client service. So our team relies heavily on communication with the account managers and the client service team. They're on the front lines. They really, they hear everything from the clients, what we do well, what we don't do so well. So that's a big one. Voice of the customer. I mean, we're outside in thinking. So our team spends, spends a lot of time just on what we call VOC meetings and calls with our clients to engage with them. And then as Chris said, the third one's through the product. We have a, a mechanism called feedback. It's It's a really cool way for the product team to engage with our clients they enter requests, could be any, any kind of enhancement, small rock, medium rock, big rock, and all of our clients can see those. So they vote on those. So we as a product team, we analyze these every week to see what the most requested features are or functions, again, to help us prioritize. And then it's also a transparent mechanism for us where our clients, once they enter those, they'll see what we're planning and what we're building. And they can see, you know, probably over the last eight months, we've released about 90 of these requests, you know, throughout the year. So those three avenues, you know, really being engaged with our other function teams who are on the front lines with the clients, our team doing voice for the customer, you know, outreach, and then really having them engage with us right through the Zephyr platform is really cool.
1: Ryan, I was going to kind of wrap this up by coming to you because, You're going to be the regular voice on this podcast. Uh, What can listeners expect to hear and learn from you over the course of this podcast?
4: This podcast, our goal here is to help investment professionals, whether it's a financial advisor, financial analyst, asset manager, help them demystify markets, right? Demystify markets and make uh, more informed investment decisions. Bring on, plan on bringing on some Industry leaders as guests, guests that are have their foot on the feet on the ground in this industry that can help um, educate and inform and and give their expert insights into this industry and give use case. Um, examples of exactly how maybe they use Zephyr or how they make their practices, wealth management practices more efficient. But at the end of the day, it's to help educate and inform by bringing in some fantastic guests from the industry so our listeners can make more informed investment decisions and enhance their client's client experience.
1: For, for the listeners who are wondering, I'd like to know more about this and I'm not going to wait for the next podcast. Uh, who, who would they reach out to or how would they get in touch with you all? Like, what, what's a good way to, to make contact?
2: You know, they, they can go to the website, ZephyrFinancialSolutions.com um, to get more information. It's pretty easy to, to, to reach out to any one of the three of us. But happily, reach out, comment on the podcast itself. We'll get back to you if if you want to provide your your contact information or just keep listening and ask questions and make suggestions for guests on the podcast. Because we've got a pretty good, and I say we, I primarily mean Ryan, got a pretty good lineup. Everybody from asset managers to practice management, industry experts, right? And so there is if there are preferences out there. I'm sure we can get you what you want the same way we do at the, you know, the Zephyr product level.
1: Fantastic. Well, guys, thank you very much for this inaugural podcast. Really, really been very informative. Chris Volpe, director of Zephyr, Randy Jones, director of product management, and Ryan Nauman, market strategist, who will be the regular voice on this podcast as we go forward. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your time. If what you've heard intrigued you, you can reach out directly to Zephyr, as Chris has told you, or you can also do something even more simple. Just hit the subscribe button. That way, you won't miss an episode. And we also ask that if you like it, rate it. Give us a rating, share it with others, help other people discover and learn about this podcast. I'm Bill Tucker. On behalf of Chris, Randy, Ryan, and everybody at Zephyr, I want to thank you for listening and remind you that you don't need to wait. Live your best day today. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to A to Zephyr. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and be sure to check today's show notes on how you can get in touch with us. Once again, thank you for listening. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Zephyr. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.